It had been raining for many, many days straight. It was a storm that was just stuck on the coast. And rain poured down on Sammy's city for so long that Sammy's city, for all intents and purposes, was saturated with water. Baruch Hashem, Sammy lived in a part of the town which was on a hill. But other parts of the city were underwater. Downtown, which was low-laying under, well, not under sea level, but close to sea level, those areas that were low-laying were underwater literally. Some stores in downtown now had feet of water even into their first floor. And certainly for Sammy and his family, this rain was very, very disastrous. You see, it was school vacation. And what do you do during school vacation in the early spring? You go outside, you play, you have fun. Well, unfortunately for Sammy, and unfortunately for his family, and the truth is every family in Sammy City, there was no ability to do those things. Because, sadly to say, they were stuck inside. Can you imagine being stuck inside your house with nowhere to go, no how to play, no way to you can even go to your friend because, because it was raining so much that people were scared if they drove their car, they might get stuck. And I'm not joking, they would get stuck. You see, some of the streets had puddles feet deep. And when you drive a car through a puddle, then a lot of times your car stops working properly. You know why? Because the way a car works, maybe you don't know this, but now you will, is your car works with a series of explosions. Yes, inside your engine, there are explosions taking place. Sammy, you had a question? I, I don't understand. You're telling me there are explosions taking place inside my car? I don't want to be inside of a car. I mean, I mean that's like dangerous. Have you ever heard of the concept that when a person gets upset, sometimes they explode? Oh yeah, it was once really cool. I once watched one of my teachers. He got really upset. He exploded. His his brains flew out all over the room and his stomach. I don't think you're telling me the truth, Sammy. No, no, I'm not. But yeah, well, it's, it's similar to that kind of explosion. It's a kind of explosion that doesn't have to be dangerous, but it's still an explosion. It's kind of like the gas meets together with air or some form of oxygen, and it ignites with a little spark from a spark plug. And that explosion moves the pistons in the car. Yes, Sammy. Uh, I just have another question, Mr. Storyteller. Um, what if you have an electric car? Does an electric car work with explosions? No, it doesn't. So maybe you could drive an electric car through a puddle. I, I don't know, okay? But I'm not talking about an electric car. In your story, in the story I'm telling right now about your city, they were driving regular cars, and your father has a regular car, right? Oh, oh, that's true. He doesn't have an electric car. Well, I, I tried to convince him to buy a Tesla, but, but Nathan Schumann told me it's a really good car to buy. And Okay, enough, enough. The point is that they were stuck in their house. If you can imagine, they couldn't go to their friends. And anyway, Sammy's father went to work. Sammy's mother went to work. They couldn't get anywhere. What a vacation. So the first day, okay, they played around. They got up late. Maybe they read some books, they played a little video games on their computer without their parents. <laughs> Don't tell anybody about that. And, and that was the first day. The second day, they got up late, they played some games, they read some books, and then they were bored. So what do kids do when they're bored? Well, 
Sammy decided he's going to call his friend. And he called up Nisanel and he asked Nisanel if he wanted to play. And Nisanel said, sure, what should we play? And Sammy said, why don't we play a game of Stratego? And Nisanel said, great idea, we'll play a game of Stratego. At whose house? Mine or yours? Well, I can't come to your house because the bottom of the street over there near your house is full of water. I saw a picture of it in the newspaper. The newspaper? Yeah, well, not the, you know, the, 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 whatever it's called. They said, the, and, and I saw a picture. It's like feet of water. It's impossible. I'm going to come here. I don't have a rowboat. Okay, okay. Uh, so I can't come to your house either. So, oh, let's play Stratego over the phone. How do you play Stratego, Stratego, Stratego over the phone? Oh, it's simple. I'm going to set up my red pieces, and you go set up your blue pieces, okay? On you one side of the board, and I'll do the other side of the board, okay? And we'll play. Call me back in five minutes. And so Sammy went to Stratego game, he set up his pieces, and meanwhile, the saddle and his phone and his house, he went up to set up his pieces. It's a great idea. No, it's a good idea, guys. Anyway, and then Sammy and the saddle got on the phone together, and Sammy said, okay, okay, you move. All right, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to label the boxes of the board by ABCs, Okay? Start at the top over there and label A, B, all the way to H. And then the other side you label with numbers. Okay, I'm going to move my piece and he described which piece is moving from where to where. And Sammy said to Nisanel, Hey, you can't move there. That's my side of the board. That piece is on my side of the board. You can't move that piece. What do you mean? I did exactly what you said. And it sounds like Nisanel said to Sammy, You set up your pieces on the same side of the board that I set up my pieces. Turn your board around. I don't want to do that, Sammy said. Why not? Because if I turn my board around, you'll see all my pieces. Sammy, we're playing over the phone. I can't see your pieces. Oh, right. Okay, fine. But then I can't see my pieces. Then just turn your pieces around. Oh, but then they'll be in the wrong place. Okay, so shift them around. Okay, just, just reset your board. A few minutes later, Sammy called this all back. All right, I'm ready. And they tried to play. It took about five or ten minutes before they realized that the game was really impossible. Okay, my piece is now on your square. Now, what piece do you have on this square? I don't have a piece on that square. Oh, yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, I, I kept track, and I, I don't have a piece on that square. You know what? This is a dumb game. Well, I don't know if it's a dumb game, but maybe, maybe it's not something we play on the phone. I have a great phone game. Ooh, I have a great idea, Sammy said to Nasano. Let's play Battleship. That's a good game to play on the phone. The whole point of Battleship is you can't see your friend's stuff, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so let's play Battleship. And they played Battleship over the phone. Boy, that, Rabbi Yukoski, is a really good idea. Thanks, Sammy. I know, I know it is. I know it's a good idea. That's why I suggested it. I have another suggestion. Yes, Rabbi? How about you play Mastermind? What's Mastermind? Basically, you take five colors, pick five colors, and you randomize five spaces with five colors. So, for example, you write down on your piece of paper the one who's it, the one who gets to choose, five colors in a row. You could write black, red, red, yellow, blue. You can do black, blue, red, yellow, green, something like that. And the other person has to guess your colors and which order the colors are in. So the other person, let's say you do black, red, Red, yellow, black. The other person will put down black, 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 and you say you got this many right and this many are in the right place. And you do that for 20 turns, and whoever gets the right colors wins. Rabbi, that sounds kind of complicated. It's a little harder to play, but it is possible to play on the phone. I'm not even joking, okay? 
Well, Sammy tried to play, he got a little frustrated, and he decided that he was done for the day playing games over the phone. After you're done playing games over the phone, and you're bored, what else is there to do? Besides, annoy your older brother. You know, it's sometimes fun to annoy somebody. I, I, I want to admit to you that I've experienced that too. I have been an older brother, have annoyed by his younger brother. I would never annoy my older brother. But Sammy decided it'll be fun to annoy Chaim. Now, I don't mean he did it L'shem Sh- I mean, I meant to say he did it L'shem Shemayim. I don't mean he did it with the intention to bother Chaim. He, he was trying to be helpful. For example, Chaim was laying in his bed and he was reading a book because Chaim hadn't become bored of books yet. And Sammy decided maybe Chaim would like a drink. So Sammy brought a cup of fresh, freezing cold water from the refrigerator to Chaim, who was lying in his bed. And Sammy said, Chaim, I brought you a drink. And Chaim said, okay, thanks. And Sammy proceeded to turn the cup over towards Chaim's mouth. Now Chaim was lying in bed and Sammy was turning the cup over and Chaim wasn't exactly concentrating on drinking because he wasn't planning to drink at that moment. He was waiting for Sammy to put his cup down on the edge of the bed or on the, or on the night table or something like that. And suddenly he was being treated to freezing cold water spilling all over his face. Chaim jumped up and he said, Sammy, what in the world? And he started to chase Sammy who ran out of the room and as he left the room he gave a big cackle of laugh. Ha! You can't catch me! And he slammed the door, and Chaim ran into the door. Ouch! And he opened the door, and Sammy ran down the steps. Actually, I should say he slid down the steps. He was on the banister, slid down the railing, and he was running around the table. Let's play a game of Ring Around the Rosie with Chaim. Meanwhile, while Chaim and Sammy were playing cat and mouse around the table, Ellie was in the kitchen. Ellie was eating a bowl of cereal. Because, you see, when Ellie was bored, sometimes Ellie liked to eat. And so he was eating a bowl of cereal, and he heard this ruckus from the dining room. So Ellie picked up his bowl of cereal, cornflakes, and he headed towards the dining room. And he walked through the dining room door just as Sammy was barreling by. And as Sammy barreled by Ellie, Sammy banged into Ellie. Ellie dropped his entire bowl of cornflakes all over the floor, and Chaim who was running after Sammy in his socks, had the privilege of stepping through the freshly messy floor, getting his socks full of milk and cornflakes. And of course, when you step on wet cornflakes in your socks, you don't stay standing upright. And he went sliding into home plate. I don't mean home plate. I mean into the wall. And he went sliding into the wall, sliding on the cornflakes. And when he stood up, his entire body, pants and shirt, were covered with cornflakes, sugar, milk, and a mess. Oh, boy, Chaim was mad. And Sammy had stopped running and said, Oy vey, Chaim, I didn't mean to make you messy. I just wanted to have some fun. And Chaim said, okay, I'm going to have some fun with you after I change. So Chaim took off his socks right there because he didn't want to walk upstairs with his messy socks. And he walked upstairs, dribbling behind cornflakes. Meanwhile, Ellie was upset with Sammy. He said, Sammy, you made a mess. You have to clean it up. And Sammy said, I didn't make a mess. All that happened was I crashed into you. You should have told me you were coming out of the dining room. You should have like a, uh, uh, you, should, you, should, you had a stop sign. A stop sign? That's right. Because the rule is when you're going someplace into someplace else, you have to stop and look and make sure it's safe. And you didn't stop. 
You have to clean it up. Well, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. You weren't. You're not even supposed to be away from the table with a bowl of cereal. And Sammy and Ellie were fighting about this when Sammy's mother came into the kitchen. She had been out, but now she came home to check on the kids for a little while. And she walked into the kitchen and said, Boys! A few seconds later, she was inside the dining room, standing in a puddle of milk and cornflakes, looking down at her fancy-dancy shoes that were now decorated with cornflake design. She said, Boys, what happened here? And Sammy and Ellie pointed fingers at each other at the exact same moment as they together said, He made a mess! Sammy's mother said, Boys, I really don't care who made the mess. It's, it's really not important. But you are both here. There's a mess. Please clean it up. And Sammy went to the kitchen to get some paper towels. Ellie went to the kitchen to get some paper towels. And they began to clean up the mess. Chaim, meanwhile, had been upstairs. He did not know that his mother was home. And Chaim, when he was upstairs, besides changing, was planning on how he would address and how he would deal with the mess that Sammy had created. And he decided that the best solution was to teach Sammy what it feels like to be full of ew stuff. Kaim decided that he would use his bowl of oatmeal that he had prepared for himself for lunch and give it to Sammy as a treat. Not in his mouth, though. Chaim came down the steps, unaware that his mother was in the kitchen. He had heard Sammy and Ellie, and he assumed that it was Sammy and Ellie who were in the kitchen. But Sammy and Ellie had finished cleaning up and had moved to the dining room. And Chaim took his bowl of cereal, his bowl of oatmeal that he had now watered down a little bit so that it was mushy and pourable. And he stood by the door that entered the dining room from the kitchen. And he stood there on top of a chair, holding his bowl, waiting for Sammy to walk through the door. And when the door was opened, it opened in towards the kitchen, when the door was opened and he saw the beginnings of a person coming through the doorway, he began to pour. And his mother walked through the raining oatmeal that landed on her clothes and then her shaitel. <gasps> and she said, Ew, what is this? And Chaim saw who it was and he was super embarrassed. He was super, super embarrassed, and he jumped off the chair before his mother could tell who he was, and he ran to the dining room. He ran from the dining room, he ran to the kitchen. I mean, he ran to the dining room. But he ran from the dining room, he ran to the living room. He jumped off the couch. He grabbed one of the magazines off the couch. He pulled the magazine over his face, and he pretended to be asleep. A minute later, Mrs. Sammy, Sammy's mother, she came into the living room. She had cleaned off all the oatmeal that was going to be tracked around the house so that she could go into the living room to find the culprit who caused her trouble. And she looked at her three sons. On the couch, Chaim looked like he was sleeping under a Zaman magazine. Sammy and Ellie were wrestling on the floor. Now, the rule of the Torah is you're supposed to be Dan Lekafsechus. That when something comes up and you're not sure who did something, you're supposed to judge everyone favorably. Now, what happens if you know someone did something, but you're not sure who? And you know someone for sure did something. You still have to judge everyone favorably. It could have come from anyone. It's kind of like the Gemara we learned in Elam Kind of. Yosef's fee, right? 
where you find money that fell from three people, you can't assume it fell from any particular person. You have to like say, okay, it could be anyone's, and you could therefore keep it. Well, sometimes when a person's really upset, it leads them to forget to be down the kaschus. And sometimes, especially parents, not just mothers, even fathers, sometimes even rabbeim, they forget in a moment of emotion to be down the kaschus, and they think about the person who usually causes the trouble. And they look at the person who usually causes the trouble, Yisachar, I mean, and they look at the person who usually causes the trouble, and they say, oh, that's probably the person who caused this trouble. And that's exactly what happened here. Sammy's mother marched right over to Sammy, who was wrestling on the floor, and he was sitting on top of Ellie. And she looked at Sammy, and she said, Do you think it's funny? And Sammy looked up with innocent eyes, because he was innocent, and he said, Do I think what's funny? Do you think it's funny to pour oatmeal all over your mother? And Sammy almost couldn't hold his laughter back. You see, because his mother still had oatmeal in her shaitel. And it, it, it did look funny, and Sammy started to smirk. <laughs> Trying to hold back you think it's funny, young man? You go upstairs to your room right now. What's funny? Sammy asked. What What do I think? You think it's funny to pour oatmeal over... But I but I, I, didn't pour oatmeal all over my mother. Oh, well, you maybe thought I was somebody else, huh? What was I, the maid or something? You were trying to play shtick on your Rebbe? You thought I was your Rebbe coming through the door? But, but the only person who had oatmeal, Sammy said not really thinking clearly about the fact that he was about to do a big avera called Lashon Hara. But the only oatmeal that anybody had today was Chaim had oatmeal today. And Sammy's mother looked at Chaim sleeping on the couch. And suddenly she noticed that Chaim's sleeping stomach, I don't mean his sleeping stomach, I mean his sleeping, and his stomach that goes up and down with his breathing, was breathing mighty fast, as if he was looking like he was a little bit nervous. Very quietly, she walked over to the couch and she took the magazine, the Zaman, and she lifted it up and she looked into the staring open eyes of her son Chaim. Chaim saw her shaitel with the oatmeal on it and the cinnamon that wasn't so well ground up in the oatmeal decorating her bangs and he couldn't help himself and he started laughing. And when he started laughing, Sammy started laughing. And when Sammy started laughing, Ellie started laughing. And at that moment, the moment that their mother was going to probably blow her top, Rabbi, blow her top? What does that mean? Does that like explode? Like her head's going to fly off? Well, it's an expression that means to become really, really, really upset and angry. Just at that moment, she turned because she heard the phone ring. She caught a glimpse of herself in the mirror that was over the fireplace. And she saw what she looked like. And she heard her boys laughing. And she too burst out in a great big guffaw, A great big laughter. And that laughter took away the tension, took away the stress from her and her boys. It even kind of got rid of the whole bad atmosphere that had been created with Sammy's pouring water on his brother. The rest of the day, after their mother went upstairs and called the shetel maker to get a shetel cleaning, the rest of the day, 
the family spent time in the living room. And you know what they did? They looked at albums of old pictures. And they laughed as they looked at their mother when she was growing up and her funny clothes. They looked at their father and his funny glasses. Is that Tati? He looks so skinny in those pictures. What happened to him? That's not nice to say about your father. <clears throat> Although it must mean I do a good job cooking, no? Don't you think? Anyway, you know what I'm talking about, right? Well, that's what they did for the rest of that afternoon. So if you're chas v'shalom bored during your vacation, you could try any of these solutions. You could try playing backgammon. You could try playing Stratego, Mastermind, over the phone with a friend. Another option, of course, is to pour oatmeal in your mother's shaitel and then show her her picture in the mirror. And then she'll laugh and spend the afternoon looking at you from behind your bedroom door. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just make sure. Don't do that with your... Tell your mother if you plan to do that. Uh, maybe better yet, why don't you just tell your mother, let's sit on the couch. I got a good idea. Everyone who's listening to this story should just tell their mothers, come please sit on the couch with me and let's look at old pictures and make fun of everybody in the pictures. Please, can we do that? That's a great activity for a Bentora, right? Don't you think? Anyway, well... Don't look at my pictures, because I'm not fat. I'm as skinny as I was when I first got married. When I got married, I weighed only 160 pounds, and now I still weigh only 180 pounds. It must be that I am as skinny as I was. And all my extra weight I have is in my brains, because I learned so much Torah that my brains are so fat and heavy from Torah. So that's why it's very hard for me to keep my head up when, I, when, I'm, when I'm trying to learn. When my head is full, full of Torah, like kind of like falls down on the table because I'm so, so heavy. And my eyes closed because the Torah weighed in my eyes. It's, it's a very complicated thing. Anyway, it's been great knowing you. It's been great speaking to you. Have a great Shabbos. And Amir Tashem, if you're here for Parsha, for fourth grade Parsha, we're going to start in two minutes.